Now entering Nerdist.com. Jackie Cation, Laurie Kilmartin. Jackie Cation, Laurie Kilmartin. It's the Jackie and Laurie Show. The Jackie and Laurie Show. It's the Jackie and Laurie Show. The Jackie and Laurie Show. God, let's start. We're doing two. <laughs> as soon as we start, it'll be over. I know. <laughs> I was just telling. Uh, I think it was. I think it was Nina downstairs. Nina Daniels, that because um, she was talking about how much she liked you, and I said, you know, I just had an opportunity to watch her do twenty minutes, and I didn't. <laughs> What an asshole. That's what I said. That's what I said. I volunteered that information just so that the world could go, what an asshole. But I was busy. I was talking to people. I was talking to people outside uh, outside of Flaps. I would never want you to watch. You showed up. I was like, what are you doing here? Go away. I was in between. We're about to hang out for two hours. Four hours occasion just hanging out. Just because that's what this is. This week is us just hanging out well, for four first, hours. Yes. And we'll 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 be way ahead after this one. Right. We're gonna be missing this a lot September. of news events and, and potential comics tweeting something that I'm should sure ruin their career that right, we gotta wait Somebody's on. gonna rape somebody. It's gonna be very sad. <laughs> what a grim prognosis. A grim prognosis of how we could weigh in on some horrible situation. Did you hear about the Cinda family? What? The Cinda family thing happened oh. today. That what? Uh, the Cinda family is where the silent movie theater oh, is. Oh, you're and, uh, alluding to that at Flappers right, when then... I told you to stop talking to me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, save your rape for the podcast, please. Save your someone is being attacked and people have had to resign from board <laughs> boards and, and old, old melanin-challenged men all mm-hmm. over the city. I've got to find other work because somebody finally said, you know what? You grabbing my ass is actually sexual so harassment. A Cine family board member, a male Cine family board member is harassing female board members? We don't know. We don't know. All, all I have is a couple of people <laughs> resigned and we have two hours to fill. You. So what I have is half a story. A matter of fact, got to read. Go ahead. Yeah. I have, I have half a headline is what I got. You got to read this story in New York Magazine from Ellen Pow. I think her name is P A O. She was. I wanted it to be P O W so bad. Pow! <laughs> Slam! You would, you Batman lover. <laughs> <laughs> yes, she um, she brought a sexual harassment suit against uh, an investing uh, uh, like a venture capitalist firm that she was a junior partner in. Right. And she lost. But it was a huge case in the Silicon Valley and it kind of yeah. exposed a lot of broness. And yeah. then she wrote a very specific uh, accounting of her time there and was mm-hmm. like, what the fuck? It's like way a day worse. by day. Yeah, just like incidents, different incidents where, the, you know, it's not just feeling like an outsider. It's deliberately, you know, being on a plane with guys who are talking about porn while you're sitting with them. And they're just, you, they're just trying to drive you out of the conversation. They're right. trying to drive, whatever. It's like, it, it, nothing in comedy has ever been that bad as what I read that a female in Silicon Valley has to put up with. Right. For, in my, in, well, in my experience. In the 80s, fucking, yeah, it was bad. I mean, these guys from the comedy store would come. It's why I've always had a prejudice against the comedy store until Marin started going there six years ago. Wow. And it's because in 1984, these, these just fucking idiots would come from the comedy store and they they would 
we were all going to go hang out, you know. Com- Wait, comics? Yeah. They well, come where from the comic they, store? They to-, co- uh, to Madison, Wisconsin to do the comedy oh, cellar, oh, oh, that okay. thing that I started that yes. for eight months. Yes. And it was one mediocre headliner after right. another. Right. And they were all new, but they were all willing to work the week. And this is supposedly in the boom. It was air, $250. Oh, my God. And they stayed in an apartment, you know, at a condo on State Street in Madison at Dirtbag. And, wow. and they got to do seven shows. And they have to do forty five. Seven shows for two fifty. Yeah. Oh, that is Tuesday bottom through, of the barrel. Tuesday headliner. through Saturday. Oh yeah. my god. In nineteen eighty four, in the supposed boom. Right. You're like, whenever anybody talks about the boom, I'm like, uh huh. Why don't you ask Lou Deck about that, or <laughs> Stephen Allen Green, or like? And, I think that boom was more eighty six. Was, was it eighty four? No, I have no idea. All, all I know is that everybody kept talking to me about it. And I was like, I never saw it. I yeah, never saw it. No, if you're, if you're an boom. MC during a boom. You're not in a boom. <laughs> well, and supposedly these guys were talking about this mythical boom where you'd make twelve hundred plus air and hotel as an MC, and you're like. That never happened anywhere no, but near me. I remember Alex Reed getting seven. I remember someone saying he's getting seven hundred plus air to, to feature at an improv in the mid early nineties. I was like, oh my god, that was like a month worth sound, of expenses. Yeah, for that me. right, right, because we were all living. We we're on the at tiniest. Home. Yes, <laughs> well, you were at the house. That was a month but, of car payments and magazines. That right, was I had I two roommates, <laughs> so it would have been the same. Yeah, and um. Yeah, but the but the and it, what neither of those two guys, those two guys were actually pretty benign. Um, but there were other guys that were like the guy that I told you about who uh, put his cigarette out in Steve Marmel's hand. Oh my god! When he got off stage because he was such a fuck. Oh, and right. um, but it was that guy. There was another guy, and they'd be like, "Hey, we're gonna go, you know, just let's go back to the the whatever the our apartment and and get high or drink beer and." Um, and talk about comedy. I'll tell you all about L.A. and how great it is. And they and I remember one time they put in lesbian porn on the TV just to get me to leave. Right. And I was like, I'm not going anywhere. I will sit through this bullshit, but turn it off. And um, because I wanted to talk about comedy and yeah, hang out sure. with the guys. And, and I, I will say that what you're describing seems a little different because they are lowlifes and yeah. and they didn't really have any power. Versus this is oh these are the power guys. these are her bosses oh Jesus yeah 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 okay and yeah you gotta read the article yeah in, I gotta read that magazine. article New York it's really magazine. astonishing yeah it sounds horrible and it's I mean from everything I've heard about about Silicon Valley and these these venture capitalist dudes yeah and the Google dude the uh, women can't code because they're not biologically pre whatever that guy Jerry Lewis's ghost yeah, is psyched. I know. just entered that guy when he died and um, uh, really what a bunch of Anyway, so I saw on television, on mm-hmm. the television, on the internet, um, a picture of David Cross at, I think, either the store or the improv. Mm-hmm. It might have been the improv. Whatever it was, he was wearing... The reason I didn't try to get a work in on your show tonight mm-hmm. and why I couldn't watch your set was because I'm wearing shorts and... Yeah, I'm wearing, I'm wearing short okay. pants. And uh, I you didn't are. want to go on stage wearing shorts. Why, are I, your legs not shaved? I, I don't have any hair. Um, You're hairless. You have I'm, hairless legs. I'm almost completely hairless. You can look at my leg. 
Go ahead. Look at I my leg. I don't want to. No, you're going to look you at my You didn't watch legs. my set. I'm not looking at your fucking leg. <laughs> I don't have any hair on my legs. I've never, I have like nine hairs on my legs. I don't wow. know why. And, um, but uh, my Armenian heritage has dropped the ball <laughs> with the hirsuteness. I do have several. It's the muscles. genocide. It's, it's I the tell gen- you, it's affected your DNA. Oh my gosh. So anyway, I don't approve of shorts on stage. Graham okay. occasion. I would think I was told probably by Lou Deck or Stephen Allen Green back in 1984 <laughs> that you shouldn't wear shorts on, on stage. And so I don't. I I think it's distracting. It's yeah. but, but for some reason a skirt isn't. I don't know why. I mean, or a dress isn't. Right. Yeah. But but for some reason shorts and cargo shorts. You know what? Right. I mean, I own cargo shorts because I am challenged fa- fashion wise as clearly is David Cross because he was oh, what, wearing, so he was wearing shorts. Yeah, he was wearing cargo shorts. Wait, but you couldn't. You didn't want to watch my set because you were wearing shorts. Is that no. your alibi? No, my alibi for not Which wanting to does go in not hold up <laughs> in comedy courts. <laughs> uh, Bring it to order. What I'd like to say <laughs> is that it doesn't hold up. Only because I didn't want to go in at all because I would have just been like, I could, I could just do six. I could just, can I just get six? Oh yeah, minutes? no, I was just kidding. Yeah. There's no way. Oh yeah. no, but, but I mean, and I would have just why, felt jealous. Why would you expose? Yeah, I would have yeah, just yeah, felt yeah. jealous. So that's why I didn't go in. No, I totally. So, yeah, I and and I didn't want to go up, and I didn't want to try to strong arm my way to get up because I was wearing shorts. I gotcha. And I had judged so harshly, David Cross, not not uh, not days ago. Now. I should talk now, slower. He wouldn't have known. Really, what's the rush? Yeah. <laughs> he would not have known that you had judged him and then gone up in shorts two days later. Like, it would have been okay. No. No, nobody. And nobody would have noticed. I, But I would have known. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to live a life of rigorous honesty. Lord <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It's one of those Jackies. Oh, I saw you. Like I know many of them. Mm. I saw a Pajama Jackie. Uh, Not long ago. Two nights ago when I went to drop off the Hamilton tickets. Oh, there you go. Was I wearing all of my badger I think you were wearing wear? a Santa Claus outfit or it was something. Ba- it was entirely badger wear. Yeah. I was wearing a ba- Bucky Badger t-shirt and my badger. Who's uh, Bucky gem- Badger? He is the mascot of the University of Wisconsin. Oh, my God. Yes, I know it. Let it go. But you dropped off those Hamilton tickets. And then the next day, I put them in my bag. Mm-hmm. And I waited for my friend because I had sold them to uh, you. Jackie sold them. was the intermediary, right? And took no, nothing off the top. Everyone should know that no cut was uh, there was. And I, did not I put sc- my receipt for the tickets I bought in, so she would know that I wasn't speaking taking of anything. rigorous honesty. She yes. laughed and laughed. By the way, I actually uh, took a two dollar loss, but <laughs> that's fine. Deborah, Nancy, buck up. Uh, <laughs> going to need two dollars from you people. Anyway, so. I put I, and I waited for because uh, I knew that Nancy wanted Nancy and Deborah, my friends, wanted mm-hmm. to see the show, and they both have gainful employment mm-hmm. and could afford the show. Right. So um, Deborah is going to come by my house. You dropped him off. I didn't have to do anything. You dropped him off at my house. Deborah came to my house and picked him up. And That's so, awesome. Yeah. Well, you shouldn't have had to do anything. I earned nothing, so uh, it's yeah, true. I shouldn't have had to do anything. Right. So it all you actually out. offered to drive to my house. I'm like, why? You're helping me. Why would you put I, yourself out? Because I don't know. I loved Hamilton so much. So <laughs> uh, oh I wanted God. to, ena- I needed to enable Hamilton seeing in some way, shape, or form. And so I have. But anyway, I go to the post office to drop off a couple of orders for the Dork Forest. Feel free to order, people. Dorkforest.com. <laughs> you could also get Jackie and Lori t-shirts, which still exist over oh, comedyfilmnerds.com. Comedy oh, yeah. I ran into Graham Elwood a couple nights ago. I did Karen Montowski's rehab center. Yeah, yeah. That's a fun gig. That is a fun gig. Yeah. Always full. Always Graham full was of, there. It's a good one. Yeah. And um, so I go to the post office 
And I come out of the post office, and my bag is not in my front seat, and they had the Hamilton tickets in it. <gasps> and I was like, oh, my God, my, my, my bag, my Harry Potter bag got stolen. First of all, I felt bad about the bag and my notebook in the bag. All of your worlds colliding right then. All of it were colliding. And then I thought, is it real? Is Maybe I just grabbed my, my wallet with the packaging and my wallet and my phone and did and left my bag at, and I did and I didn't have it but I what I'm really proud about is that I didn't have a temper tantrum and a f- total freak out mm-hmm. but I was thinking how will I get you know I know that Deborah's already Deborah and Nancy have already paid for these tickets oh my uh, god now you're having to buy tickets right I'm for like them? am I gonna give them my tickets or am I gonna take the tickets away that I promised to oh. Rebecca Sugar who made Steven Universe. Okay. Um, uh, she, she got. I, I. I got to buy four extra tickets. When. When did you buy your four extra tickets? When. No. W- w- oh, was that an option? Season, that was an option when we were season tickets owners. Oh man, Drop I didn't. Boom. I don't read all the emails. Oh, there you go. So I bought the extra it's four. It's like when I show up for a show and it's storytelling. I'm like, <laughs> oh, I didn't read your email. <laughs> yeah, but then they were there and it was fine. So I thought, but I was so proud of myself that I didn't have a giant temper tantrum in my car, and mm-hmm. I was like. You know, I mean, you, what are you going to do? Try and chase down somebody? I did look in the bushes by my car. Yeah. Uh, in the post office. I was like, if I stole something, I would just look through the bag, throw the bag away, and just take the, whatever money or whatever is in there. <laughs> and I uh, like how so you're so easily able to uh, to find the part the of yourself mind. that's a thief. Like, <laughs> get into the mind It's of very the accessible to you. Speaking of which, I talked to my father this week. Mm-hmm. And uh, my father, on the new album, I'm not the hero of the story. Again, pitching that. Knock yourselves out, people. Mm-hmm. Go get the new album. Mm-hmm. So uh, my dad has he he asked for a bunch of copies of it. So I mm-hmm. gave him a bunch of CDs, and so I called him, and he he's like, I got a lot of news. Gave out the CDs, lent them to people, gave some away. Everybody lent. really lent them. Well, he lent it to his to Who his lends, girlfriend. Lends things anymore. My dad, my dad is like, you want it back from Mrs. Budish? What's happening? <laughs> Which I anyway. So. Um, um, she's age appropriate. She went to high school with him. It's the first time he's dated anyone age appropriate, I think, since high school. Hmm. So <laughs> I I'm gonna be that that's when I'm gonna have a boyfriend. I'm gonna be somebody's first age appropriate girlfriend when, when we're you're both in your 60s, 80s. 80s. 80. No, not 60. Fair 80. enough. All right. Well, I have this to say is mm-hmm. my dad said, you know, they all really liked it. And I said, Well, that was sweet. That's thanks for telling me. And he goes, and they thought that it was really cool the way you could make something so uh so intense and dark and 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 really tragic into something funny and i was like oh yeah the genocide bit's intense and he goes no no my surgery <laughs> without any irony without even missing a beat he's like no no my surgery and i was like yes that was also very scary oh okay <laughs> i know where you get it from oh yeah oh yeah the self-absorption is almost complete tink can't even get past it Anyway, so what? Well, uh, I, how, how was your set that I didn't watch? It was fine. Um, it was fine. I, I'm I I have two weeks of road work coming up, or a week and a half. That's right. You're doing. So 45s. I'm just looking forward to uh, that. You know what I was doing? I was trying to practice having a personality. Mm. Sometimes I get all locked into like you're doing a short set. I'm you know I want to work these jokes out. Bing 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 and you, and a lot work of on getting a personality. No no no, but what, a lot of what the audience laughs at is what happens between the jokes, right? And yeah. you're and what you're doing when you're not talking. Yeah. Or the other things you're doing when you're talking that you're but you're consciously aware of, not subconsciously doing. And um and 
so that, to me, that's like when I'm doing a long set, that's the most fun is like, I'm, all right, I'm going to tell all these jokes again, but I want to try to try to just be a little different tonight or a just little weird people? on this show. Just or kind just... of meet people in the middle. I saw you do some, some crowd work. Well, someone was texting. I, ha- I was forced into it. <laughs> Front row texter. Give Front me a row break. texter. And, and uh, well, good for you for getting in on it. Um, so, yeah. So that's that. I guess that's what I try to do when I don't have a lot of new stuff I'm, you know, trying to memorize or anything like that. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, let me just try to try to be my comedy persona because I'm not really the same on stage as I am off stage at all actually no you know, I'm no you're a human off stage right. and on you stage to... you're a, a machine <laughs> <laughs> I did notice and I've noticed this is I noticed with a lot of people like a lot of newer comics um they'll tell a joke and then they kind of look down you know and then oh. they tell the next joke and they look up and they look down and I I think there, a big switch happens in how you dominate the stage is when you look at the audience the entire time. Yeah. You know, and where you, to me, I always feel like I don't want, I want the audience to fear that I'm going to catch them doing something. And I want them, <laughs> that's why I want them. I don't want them looking away, you know, and, and if you're always, even when it, whenever you tell, unless you're going into a character, if you're always making eye contact with the audience during the joke, between the jokes, they're like on tenterhooks. They're like, oh, God, she's psycho. But it keeps them focused on you. And I think part of the laugh is uh, them a little being a little bit afraid and being grateful that, you know, a joke happened and you didn't yell at them or something. You know right, what I mean? Right. right. Well, I think I, I think being that focused and that attentive um, has got to It's got to bring people into um, Kyle's going to do a lap. He'll be right back. OK, they're going to. We're we're gonna be here till one in the morning. Jesus, I God, I hope not. Anyway, so but uh, if if you can connect with the audience through the whole joke, mm-hmm. that is, I think that is a learned skill. Yes, and anytime you and stop looking good. at them, you lose your power, right? And then you right, look at them again, off. and you have to start. It's like starting a lawnmower every single time you start a joke. Like if you if you look down and kind of walk and. You know, it's a famous Kilmartin lawnmower analogy. <laughs> but that's why I hate, like, I bring my notebook on stage sometimes, but I hate when I look into it because I know, right, I'm looking in the, I'm losing the audience right now as I look at this book. Right. And uh, whether you're looking at a book or looking down. You might as well say talk amongst yourselves. Yes, yes. exactly. It's, you have, but you have power in the eye contact you're making. And I know it's unnerving to be looking at people at first, yes. you know, but you get used to it. And then do that's, you work? Do you work the room like I like from debate class when I was a kid mm-hmm. when in, college, in high school? I tend to work the room in in sections. Like I'll uh, set up, uh, I'll set oh. up because my, my my jokes tend to go set up set up set up punch. Yeah, so I'll hit, <laughs> I'll I'll hit like I'll try to hit one or t- uh, uh, two or three parts of the audience with the setup. Yeah, and then I'll usually go back to either the first part of the audience or mm. the middle part of the audience for the punchline. Yeah, I try not to stay at the same place unless it's a really short joke. Yeah, unless but, it's super tight. Yeah. Then, then you angle your face so that the people you're not looking at can still see you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Finish. So, Kyle, you missed uh, Talk Amongst Yourself, which is a great, I think, a, 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 either a note or maybe the name this of the show. This is too inside. Does it feel too inside? Hey, I had, there's marching band going on downstairs. <laughs> I wanted to talk but I about something, but I, I wanted to be... I don't want it to be. I don't want there to be a marching band downstairs. No, I don't blame you. How about cheering? 
was sharing sure. something because uh, and I might cry because <gasps> a friend of mine died today. Oh, dude, uh, a comic friend. What? And I don't think you know him. He's a New York guy. His name. He's originally from San Francisco, and I've known him. Gosh, twenty years. His name is Joseph Rocha. Do you know him? I've met him. No, really? Yeah. When? I, n- not for years, but... Did you meet him in New York? I think so. Not, not, not in San Francisco. Yeah. Yeah. No, what, what happened? I, I don't know. I, it happened today. I, I think he had diabetes, you okay. know, and I know he had been not feeling well for months, you so know. So he was sick and, and died. 49. 49. Um, Younger and, every day, forty nine. Just uh, such a good guy, such a funny comic, and not famous, you know. Right. But just working. Every, everyone that knew him loved him. Like he, he's one of those rare people where you're like, this is just like a, a good, a good person in a really often shitty business, you yeah. know, that contributes. Yeah. And he loved female. Con- he loved our podcast. He would oh. constantly like. Uh, Facebook me with lines that he loved, you know, like <laughs> no, he really Aww. and he loved female comics. Yeah, was supportive. Yeah, <sighs> that is really sad. Mm-hmm. And so we used to do this, um, like this writing group, and um, with uh, uh, it was like this really odd group of people. It was like me, Jessica Delfino. Do you know her? No, Maybe, she's like a but, you know. she's a singer, uh, stand up. But she sings weird songs. And Dante Nero, do you know Dante? He does this podcast called uh, Beige Beige Philip that he used to do with Patrice O'Neill. But okay. obviously Patrice died, so he does it alone. But Dante's like this giant guy, and he's got like he's he used to be a he was a stripper, and his day job was working at Verizon, and he what? did stand up. <laughs> he has so much going on. Wow, Bald, like he, has, he had like a tusk as an earring. It, he just. You're, and like, and he was a bouncer, yeah, right. But it was and Joseph and Dante and Ross Bennett and um, uh, sometimes Corey Kahaney and some okay. other people would kind of we just all sometimes Vanessa Hollings said we'd loosely just meet, and Joseph just knew so much about stand up and he knew so much about joke structure and he, like even if you just would you know throw out an idea he'd find some little nugget and try to flip it up and so you could do something, something with it, yeah. yeah. And and I just like when I was in New York um, over Christmas, I we had lunch, you know, up in Harlem at Harlem Public, you know. That's, so I saw I saw him neat. like six. But it's weird because I, I I you know like I would you you have all these friends and and you yeah. go in and out with them, and you see them sometimes, and you you know you or you email or you text or whatever, and and so I I had been talking with joseph on facebook like during the day at work when i'm bored or something he'll pop up and, yeah and uh, and, and then chat and then i heard about him i'm like oh fuck i just talked to him like a week ago and then i looked on facebook and it was like seven weeks ago right it's it's so i don't know it's it, it time just moves so quickly you right know? and it, i didn't uh i didn't check in on him again right. And I wish I had. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that's all right. Don't I mean, try. poor Jackie's trying to, has forced to be human right now. It's so uncomfortable for everybody. <laughs> Look at the, do you feel she the just, humanity of I'm Lord crying and she goes, ah, and she punched me weakly. I just, oh my just God. Tapped your hand. It's the I worst don't, form I don't, of sympathy I've ever heard in my life. Wow. All right. Then, uh, then, then I, then I won't riff on it then. <laughs> I'll try not, I'll try not to riff on your dead friend. And he's your friend too. 
and he loved you. And he frequently quoted you and things that he loved that you said. He liked me better. That's the thing that Probably. you don't know about. It. <laughs> and, uh, the, but, uh, but it's it's rare to find um, a guy who really loves female comics. You know, doesn't have to like gulp and get over some. You really got to hang out with better men. <laughs> what know. is happening? <laughs> I can name at least all, all of the male comics that I hang out I'm with. I'm saying the ones, oh, the ones I started with. The ones oh. my age, maybe it's sometimes it's you. There, I get this feeling like they're you know, yeah, they're having to overcome their own prejudices and they want to be patted on the back for liking female comics. And Joseph Rocha was one of those guys who was like, who was maybe that? more more of a fan of funny women than funny men. Yeah, yeah, you know? it's um, and yeah, a good guy, just a great guy, just a really good guy. And yeah, will be missed. Will be missed. Yep. All right. I, I I hear that. I mean, and we got to just hang out with, I mean, especially TikTok here. You got to hang out with people. You got to find the people that you like and go, hey, remember when we used to hang out more often? Let's do it. Becky Pettigo. I haven't oh, seen Becky so Pettigo in probably two years. I haven't either. And sometimes I just text her. I'm like, are you still living in down by that Italian restaurant in the Bay Area? Like sort of Marina Del Rey. And she's like, no. No, I'm not anywhere near there anymore. Is she in LA? She's back still? up here. She was she was living like south of the airport for a while. Okay. And working at an Italian restaurant. And then Paige Hurwitz was like, Stop doing that. Let me get you a job. Thank God. Yeah. And so because nobody's the, nobody's funnier than Becky Pedigo. Uh Becky Pedigo is the Very funniest funny. Becky Pedigo in the world. So <laughs> I'm not going to say nobody's funnier than Please Becky. Please don't ben. do a blurb for my book. <laughs> Lori Kilmartin is the funniest Lori Kilmartin, you guys. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, you we'll are welcome. See if we'll get somebody else to do it. <laughs> exactly. Maybe you can get but it's, somebody. It's weird how you know you we, we know so many comics, you know, and you you just forget that you haven't seen them in a while. Yeah, because you you hear of them or you see them on Twitter and you see they're they're doing a show and you're yeah. you feel like you've talked to somebody yesterday right and then and, you didn't and when I was in New York I a friend of mine owns that toy store on the Upper West Side and so a bunch of comics I know have little kids mm-hmm. and so I'm texting them like how old is that kid that you named a weird name and uh, they all name their kids weird names are you subtweeting me right now I'm subtweeting this, <laughs> this is actually a reddit thread and uh, but the uh, um oh right no because I, I picked up the your boy mm-hmm. I picked him up a book but I got that Thank yesterday you. and uh yeah uh, my, my side of the mountain I think I got him mm-hmm. and uh it's it's a great yeah Solid. Ky- Kyle that's it cool. Who doesn't want who doesn't want to live in a tree with a bird? Uh, I want to live in a tree with a bird to this day. I I'm want my in. own falcon. You're like cuz you're sick of Harry Potter, you said. Where are you at? Oh, uh, we're still in that third. We we took you do the an summer off. Yeah. Oh, God, I just I don't so even boring. understand that. I don't <laughs> Just take a knife and jam it in my heart. Yes. Yes, it's so boring. The, me... the third book oh, is, is Serious Black. It might be oh, the best which one, one is Serious Black? Oh God. Who cares? Mr. and Mrs. Black? How about that? <laughs> But my side of the mountain. You, you yeah, so just power through Azkaban and then do I my will. side of the mountain. We'll get, we'll and then be done uh, with it and, and take he a might break like from it and then wizards. right. Take a break from wizards and go into the woods mm-hmm. <laughs> and make acorn flower pancakes. Um it's 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 Little House on the Prairie. Oh cool. A we, little we bit read, like that. Because you read a couple of, of those. Houses. Yeah. It's like that, but for it, he'll love it. He's mm-hmm. ten. 
He'll he'll love it. Hey, so he's had scoliosis. Yeah. Right. And uh, no. okay. you didn't know that? No, I don't remember that. I, I, he had, last I heard, uh, his grades were better. <laughs> that's, well, that's, last, re- that's reversed itself. It's, well, it's an up and down world, the grades. He, <laughs> but uh, so I've, I've had him swimming, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like he, you know, he swims. Uh, he's either on water polo and the swim team or uh, our my babysitter takes him to the pool and he swims 40 laps. Okay. In the pool. Nice. And uh, so uh, his scoliosis is gone. It's his spine is straight, and the doctor said it's because of the bilateral sport. Oh, and now he had a mild case of it. It's not like not, it isn't curable. It's not a cure for everything. Oh, I was thinking about the pot cream for your toe. Uh, it works. Does it? Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. I was because my mother-in-law has um, some. She has some arthritis. I wonder if it would work for that. I think so. So I really do. Maybe where does she live? What state does she live in? She lives here. She oh, lives yeah. up near Visalia. Good. Yeah, yes. she can get her own pot card and get get some pot toe cream. Yeah. and uh, and work it. Yeah, like the massage oil or any sort of any sort of that oil. It's it's really good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I wonder. Yeah, but hopefully not too much, because otherwise it it numbs you and you can't drive, according to your mom, right? Yeah, she's she's not a good barometer. She's not the best barometer of. She was. <laughs> Besides, I don't know what you're thinking. I, I'm saying I would never do that. That's against the law. So. <laughs> really, don't know what's happening here. Right. So you may be buying a a, a a pot of toe cream for my mother-in-law and me giving you money. Probably not going to happen. No. But okay. It's so easy to get your license. I mean, uh, I I walked. Yeah, into your this, pot card. I think is. I, I go. I go to the. It's it's the doctor's office. Just has a green um, red cross. You know, like a plus sign. Yes, it's a, exactly. It's a green. They're all over Van Nuys. Yeah. I live in Van Nuys. There's at least thirteen in my neighborhood. Studio City is where I went. Yeah, right. And, the, <laughs> and uh, so I go in and I'm interviewed by the doctor via Skype. Oh, there's a wait. There, oh, via Skype. Yeah, he's who knows where he is. <laughs> And uh, and the guy what? the guy says uh, it, the doctor's going to ask you what your blood pressure is, and you say the blood pr- pressure machine is broken. And I feel like I'm part of some sort of spy. Like I'm am I? What am I doing? Am I revealing state secrets? Right. So he did, and I said, oh, it's broken. He goes, okay. And then he and then he said, all right, thank you very much. And then he turned on. And he just went away. And he hung and I, up. Yeah, I, I was good to go. You were good to go, and then you bought some toe cream. Then, yeah, then I went to this place called the Timothy Leary, I don't know, dispensary, and got some stuff. Oh, you had but to you go had to, to two walk? different places? Yeah, the doctor's well, then office. Well, it's certainly not worth it. It's an outrage. How can, how <laughs> well, they come don't the want potheads walking. I mean, there's lots of sign. We don't sell anything. You know, this is right. just a licensing mm-hmm. uh, mill. Oh, okay. And uh, mill is the correct word, but I wonder. <laughs> well, you know what? Everyone should be able to have it. It's a fucking plant, and well, it's legal, by the way. And in but it uh, will as of be, next year, yeah. I mean, it's legal now, but the the paperwork to to legalize it is. So it's going to happen to all these doctors. I don't know. It's I I don't care either. It's I'm so sorry. Medicinal. Uh, medicinal uh, morphine Candy. now. Yeah, medicinal. Because yeah. <laughs> uh, they Rice do have the structure treats. set up to just grant people licenses via right. Skype, so they've got to do something with it. Right, right. Hey, you want to do Comic of the Week? Are we at 30? We are. All right. Okay. Uh, Candace Thompson. Candace Thompson. What's her Twitter? F- did you find? I did. It is uh, at Jokes by Candace. Yeah. Jokes by Candace. It's D-A-C-E. Can-D-A-C-E, right? Candace. D-I-C-E. 
D-I-C. Candice. Candice. D-I-C. Um, super funny. I just worked with her. I've worked with her a couple times, but then I, I worked with her at the lab and, uh, you know, you sit at the bar and really watch people at the lab. And she was really funny. She made me laugh a lot. And, That's what uh, I love about the lab. Yeah. Is that you don't the really improv leave. Lab. The improv lab. You don't yeah. really leave the room. And when you work the big room, it's you can sit in that in that corner booth, yeah. which is uncomfortable, right? But because you're always sitting with somebody's girlfriend, <laughs> I'm like, are you up? No, I'm here to watch. Oh God, don't even finish your sentence. Rhea I, I don't want to know. Stop. Who, I don't oh, want to know. They're married now. <laughs> I don't want to know who you're watching. <laughs> that that was me implying that uh, Rhea that, Butcher was uh, Carmen Esposito, so. right? You know anyway, what? I tried to keep talking, keep so, talking over it? so that you wouldn't uh, well, have to finish just, that well, joke in quotes. Except but, for that it's – but I wanted I everyone to, to know that you. I know that Rhea Butcher is a is a great comic all by herself. Yes. I think they've both been comics of the week. But anyway, Candace Tom, uh, Thompson, mm-hmm. I, I only watched her – I watched her on uh, on the YouTubes, and it was good. Yes, it was really good. Really I, I liked it. So yeah. hooray her for that lady. Yep. Go see uh, at Jokes by Candace. So – I I I, I didn't sleep. I haven't slept. I I've noticed I have this uh when I know that I'm not going to get any sleep for several nights ahead of time I can't sleep. I'm already stressed out about this uh the DC trip? The DC trip where I'm landing at like seven in the morning and then I'm just hanging out at JFK trying to get enough sleep so that I have I just want to have full energy on Friday night and have a great fucking set, yeah. you know? I don't want to be all So tired that's Friday and- morning. But you're also going to have to write jokes for yes. work, right? Right, right, right. And so you essentially have a long layover at JFK. Yeah. Okay. After four, a four-hour red eye. Yeah. I wish. I almost wish the flight was longer so you could actually maybe Try to get, get a little REM sleep if yeah. you can. Maybe I will take one of my edibles and <laughs> see if do, that knocks me out. Maybe, or you could just rub some toe cream on you. It's... Uh... <laughs> It doesn't work like that, Jackie. You're so naive. I'm pretty naive when it comes to pot toe cream. I was talking to a friend and I said, did you think how much I want to try the toe cream means I probably shouldn't try the toe cream? (laughs) And she said, yeah, yeah, I think that's a real good I'm a little obsessed about the toe cream, you guys. Um, Yeah, I haven't haven't had had my first set. I mean, this is going to come out two weeks later, and I'm going to have done a thousand sets. But right. I haven't done stand up since Pennsylvania on Saturday, and it is Tuesday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. I don't and, approve. But, but I don't you approve. were at a comedy club. Tonight. I was at a. I, I was mean, at. You, you a, didn't I could take have. a full night off. You you popped by and you didn't do a set. Right. No, that's I just no pop. way to live. It's the total way to live. I mean, the <laughs> thing is, is it's the way to get work. Just to, uh, re- yes, true. to remind uh, flappers that I exist yeah, is always a good idea. And uh, <laughs> I think they know. They might know. They might know. But I just, you know. Um, plus, I had I had an hour and a half to kill before we were doing this. So yeah. I thought, well, I'm, and I was already in Burbank. So mm-hmm. um, my sister and her kids are at the house. Right now? Complete mayhem. Yeah. Right. Didn't, I, didn't your niece show you Minecraft? More Minecraft in your life? Oh, God. Yeah. Both of them. So and, it's your it's, boy and your, his cousin are both dipped. Let me just go out on a limb here and say that boys and girls are very different. <laughs> Have my, you thought about mining that <laughs> for stand-up comedy? My nieces read Minecraft novels before they started playing Minecraft so they could prepare for playing Minecraft. <laughs> That's insane, right? 
Right. Did you tell her that uh, your father stopped, but for a long time he played a lot of Minecraft? (laughs) (laughs) It's one of my favorite jokes about your dead dad. I'm so sorry. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you for butchering it on this podcast. (laughs) Well, you're right here to fix it. Why don't you do it right? (laughs) No. And uh, why don't you talk to my dad? It's almost like you can't get, you ever have to do one of your jokes off stage for some reason? You're like, I can't. It's, I'm not in the right rhythm. I can't even. I don't even know how it starts. Yeah, it's hard to farm it. It's it's fine if when when I have the urge to farm a joke into a conversation. Oh, and it sadly happens, my friends. Really? Yeah. No. I, I thought you weren't one of those comics. Well, it isn't something I'm proud of, but we have <laughs> hours to fill here. I don't think you understand how, how long we have to talk. So things will be admitted that I will deny later, even though there will have been audio of it. And um, but. Yeah, no, I know how to farm a joke. If it comes up in conversation, I have farmed a joke into it. Uh, I usually preface I think it with, the, the this verb is a bit. is worm, not farm. <laughs> you wormed a joke what into if, a conversation. What if you admit, you say, hey, this is a, this is a, uh, I do a joke about this. Um, I only say that if the conversation starts to veer very dangerously close to a punchline. Yes. Or I just try to leave so I can't be accused of hearing it. I like, you're like, oh, I got to go. Turn around, bolt. Uh, yeah. You're getting too close to my act, you guys. I can't. Yeah. It's not, uh, yeah, it's not fair. Mm-hmm. Um, no. I, but I... Yeah, but if if I'm asked to do a joke by some banana head uh-huh. like Lyft driver or bartender or just or someone just who's someone like, what's what do you? What's that joke of yours? Tell me that joke of yours and you're, and like during the day or something. And you're <laughs> during like, the day, just out in public in the day. Well, yeah, there's the sun is where everything is wrong, right? <laughs> everything has got some. Should be indoors not, in a low ceiling ceilinged room and you're outdoors curtains, in the sun. Something should happen, but uh, yeah, no, it's really hard to do when someone says do that joke, and then you can do it. Like I know all the words to all of my jokes. Yeah. That's actually not true. If you pick something like 10 years or older that I don't ever do. Like, I've never understood how, like, Gaffigan and Regan yeah. will both do those best of. Like, yeah. people will yell out their bits and they'll do them. But maybe people, it's like improv. Maybe the people yell the same thing all the time. I'm sure they do. Proctologist. I have... Um, Elvis. Elvis. <laughs> I have a uh, I have a set label. Like, I, like, from... I just was at Acme last month right yeah, yeah so i did a bunch of sets and i have one that was like almost all material only so mm-hmm. i so that's the most recent all material one and i will listen to that oh that before you i do my dc shows just Good so call. i can have all the the old stuff that i haven't done in a while in my head yeah and then try to will you write a set expand list on the yes of course good for you i you know i i try to write a set list every time i open a new notebook here we go is the last headlining set list i that i used i i put in the beginning of the notebook or the back i used to consolidate the previous notebook into the first three or four pages of the new notebook yeah and i had uh i haven't done that in the last couple of notebooks and i miss it it's actually a really good exercise it is because then you pull stuff that you're like, oh, I never I for- did. Yeah, right. I never did finish that joke. That right. is a new. That is a premise I never did work with. Gotta do that. I'm behind on those kind of things. Yeah, and so like I have that new notebook. Your embossed Irish My notebook. My embossed Irish notebook. Um, did so? Somebody asked me in uh, when I came back from Ireland. Don't you want to move to Ireland? Wouldn't you love to live in Ireland? And I was like, no, 
Didn't I ask you that? No, I don't think it was you. It might have been you. Could mm-hmm. I, mean, I think several people asked me, why do people want me to move? I, don't, I never want why to move Why wouldn't you want to live in Ireland? It's uh, gorgeous. It's relaxing. They have a, enough of a comedy scene where you could do spots. You just described Van Nuys. <laughs> uh, that's exactly. I love my little house. I do love I, your little floor. I saw it you, again. Oh, yeah. You it's got so, to see my... my, my I think weird, I saw it in person for the linoleum. first time. Yeah, yeah weird. I was dropping out the tickets. Yep. Um, yeah, no, I love all the things about my life here. Plus, we used to move a lot when I was very little. And if I never move again. Really? Yeah. You want to live in Encino or Van Nuys forever? Yeah. Yeah. I don't even, I don't know that I can continue this conversation. Why, why wouldn't you, why would you want to move? Do you know what you have to do when you move? You got to pack all your shit and yeah. you got to leave. You gotta, uh, I, I don't even, like, I, yeah, no, I don't ever want to move again. I don't want to get too attached to a place and have too many memories of no, it. No, I, I, I'm, if I moved, I would want to leave it and just start over. Yeah. Just bring my one bag. Yeah. And uh, somebody bring my merch. And uh, <laughs> I'll start over in the new place because <laughs> the garage is full of merch. What if you, what if you made a... You got a shitload of money. A shitload of money. You had a Josh Androsky like moment where I won one point two. It is didn't he win one point two million dollars? Yeah. And I didn't want to run for sheriff. What would I do? (laughs) What would I do? Would you sell the Van Nuys house? No. No? No. Would you would you make it bigger? No. Oh well, I think we would do uh well, now that we have the new floor in the kitchen, I don't care. Like, uh, I love your fl- and then you you have a little like a an Art Deco sort of nineteen sixty ish table and the yeah. final chairs. It yeah. looks great. Yeah, the the uh, the the table and chairs were first, mm-hmm. and because the the it's a nineteen fifty one tract house, right? Yeah. So it looks like a house from the Monopoly board. Right, right, right. It, it's yes. exactly that square, mm-hmm. and it's perfect. I think about when we're in our 70s and 80s mm-hmm. and we don't want to live on more than one floor. Right. Oh, yeah. I'm already it's, I'm already with you on that. It's yeah. a two-bedroom, one-bath, yeah. uh, 966-square-foot house. I think I would do something in the backyard. Is I mean, if I, if I got a giant bag of money, mm-hmm. um, Maria just moved because uh, she had that frat next to her. So they're going to move. <laughs> Remember, she yes. was doing that bit about the frat. But did she know going in... She did not know that there was going to be a frat. No. No. And so I don't... How how could you hide that information from somebody? It's bad because the because they make a deal with the frat at the beginning of the year to kind of keep it quiet after midnight, but they have to renegotiate every year. Oh, my God. Yeah. So... Wow. So they bought a place, and I think this place actually has a guest house. Yeah. So that could be like an office or something. Right. Or... Um, I don't know. The first thing is never have a guest in a guest house. <laughs> never. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't mind having a guest house because then that's where my mom's, the mom's in law could live. Yeah. When they get super old. Right. And they could have their own entrance and stuff and it would be good. Guess what? They don't want their own entrance. Do my they wanna... experience is they want to be right <laughs> next to you. Right, right there. Next to you. I got a text message from my, from my mother in law yesterday. She said, hey, how do I attach a ph- photograph? an email on my iPad. Oh my god! And I was in line at Target, and so I Googled how do I atta- how do I explain <laughs> how to attach an email, <laughs> an image, and it all worked out. Um, I was like, you know how you copy and paste? There's an arrow, 
Anyway, so here's a new thing that I'm doing on the Dork Forest, which is I'm automatically posting the show on YouTube as well. Oh, cool. So what's that? My nephew Does that mean said potential that, income for you? No, it means potential more listeners. It, right. I, I suppose if I monetized it, which yeah. is a, a, a thing, you a box you could tick over there on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, but uh, the... It's going to be the first one. I want to take the, sort of the 50 favorite episodes of the last six years, yeah. which is only as long as I've been interviewing people of the last 12 years I've been doing it, or 11 years. Mm-hmm. And um, Dude, were you one of the first? I was one of the first in town. I wasn't the, the first. I mean, Pardo, Pardo for, for yeah. example, was three months before me. Yeah. And don't think that doesn't burn. That burns. <laughs> that, that, you hate to lose to Pardo, of all people. <laughs> Jimmy Pardo, you guys. Never not funny. I don't know if you're familiar with his great work. Podcast. It is really great. Matt Belknap and Matt a special Belknap. thing. Sure. Who, who uh, produced uh, my um, my CD, 45 Jokes About My Dead Dad. Which also available. You can also download and stream. <laughs> yeah, you might want to get in on that. So so wait, so uh, what? YouTube, what? So yeah, uh, Libsyn, who hosts The Dork Forest, there's a thing you could just tick that box yeah. and it takes the art from the from the from the show mm-hmm. and the audio file merges them together and makes them into a YouTube file. So it's just the slug, which is a picture of the Dork Force logo, a picture of the person who's on the show, mm-hmm. which this week, uh, two weeks ago, is Maria's husband, Scott Marvel Cassidy, fine artist, mm-hmm. where he talks about punk rock and then weeds off into other bands that I've never heard of. And uh, and it goes like that. But it, it just automatically turns into a YouTube uh, file do where you, know, you can listen to the whole show. Should we do that? We could do that. I don't know. Can we do that, Kyle? Uh, we are technically actually not on Libsyn. Oh, that's right. You're not on Libsyn. You're on Art 19. Yeah. Yeah, we are on Art 19, which is, by the way, started by Matt Belknap of Never Not Funny. Really? Art 19, yeah. Wow. Jeez. Is there a band? There is a band downstairs. Full band. And clearly a drummer. I am tired. What time is it? Well, we're probably at 40. 44. 44. So just an hour and 15 more minutes. Oh, my God. I don't have it in me. Well, it's like I no sleep last night. I told you why. Uh, also, uh, because there's a full house, my son is sleeping with me, and he's just, he's a grown person now. He's 5'2". Right. He's, he's a man. He's on he's track. Man-sized. He's on track to be 6'4 or 6'5". Yeah. Oh, because you're tall. Well, I'm not that tall. Right. It's We're... so exciting. <laughs> I was right. so excited at the physical. I'm like, his scoliosis is gone. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, whatever. That I'm is... Just... Yeah, yeah. I have so little to be happy about. You know what's exciting, though, is um, do you know uh, you're not making eye contact and you're ranking notes right now. I, I just want everyone to know why. No, I, th- I thought, well, just let her keep talking and then I'll I'll figure out the next two things I want to talk about. Um, Go. A comic named Haley Boyle just had a kid. She's a she's a I've met her. Yeah. She's from Alaska. She's okay. like six two. I feel like I've met her. Yeah. Her name's Haley Boyle. How yes. many comics named Haley Boyle are there? She did. That's a great name. She's she's really funny. She's super dark. And she... Um, <laughs> that is your favorite. It is my favorite. There's something about, a, especially a woman comic who's super dark about dating and kids that really resonates with you, Lori Kilmartin. <laughs> yes. But... Uh, she just I'm, had a baby. I'm, I think I met her when she was 19. You know, like, she just came from Alaska to New York. It's like, What? <laughs> <laughs> so, well, what are you so going to say? I know. <laughs> and um, 
but yeah, she just had a kid. It's you know what? She's a single single mom comic. That's oh. a tough road, man. It's doable, but it's tough. Yeah. So but, what was she was she using as birth control? What happened there? Uh, I don't know. You just did a setup to one of my jokes. <laughs> just lobbing a matcha, lobbing a matcha, <laughs> <Don't>. nothing. <laughs> <laughs> we're not that we're not that out of things to talk about. We're doing it's true. It's early old days. jokes. So the, the when this comes out, this will be the September fourth. Yeah. Um. Oh, will it? Okay. Yeah, I think. So, oh, it'll this will be post Labor Day. Post Labor Day. I oh, believe. this will be Labor Day. Yeah, Labor Day will just be over. Right. And I'll be doing. I'll be back from Zanies. You'll be back from Zanies. I'll be doing San Francisco Comic Con this week. Cool. I'll be hanging around LA. Yeah, doing sets around LA. And mm-hmm. we're going to do the LA Podcast Festival this year. Oh, yeah. With Graham Elwood and Chris Mancini and mm-hmm. Dave Anthony. We're going to do a Jack- live Jackie and Lori over there. Mm-hmm. That'll be, <laughs> it'll be just as fascinating as the. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm also doing a live Dork Forest. And. Yeah. Could be with anyone. Somebody suggested. I said that we were doing two tonight, and someone said you should totally get guests because that's just that just really you can have someone to bounce off of. And I said last episode I talked to Kyle a little too much, and Lori was like, "Hey, I'm on this show, right? Am I on this show? My name's on this show." <laughs> well, sometimes it, it, the fact that we have to keep talking to each other leads to <laughs> right revelations, which, which is why I think my brother Phil is like, "It's like it's like you guys are just hanging out," and I was like. That's what we're doing. That's that's exactly what people are listening to. Is, is what we're doing. So, but I I have so many bits that I I'm psyched actually because I have premises. I wish I was in that mode. Yeah, I haven't been in a in, in probably three months except really? for like political stuff, which uh, you can't get too attached to the, the to political jokes. And they're em- emotionally they go draining. away. Yeah. yeah, like I did the Bell House, the first show. I probably told the story last episode, but uh, the Bell House show that I just did with Maria, first show, the one that Josh Gondelman came to on Saturday, I think, or Friday. Um, I did twelve minutes of political stuff, including mm-hmm. the genocide bit and the pushing the old man story, and I got off stage, uh, and I was like, "Oh, I won't be doing that twelve minutes again." Yeah. Uh, for a second, because it, I mean, literally, I don't know. And it's her audience. Nobody's nicer than a yeah, Maria Bamford right. audience. They're smart. They're nice. They're mm-hmm. on my side. But they're also human, and they'd like to hear some dick jokes. <laughs> they would like to not have to think about the political situation for even 12 minutes. But it is. But you want to inspire. You know, you want you want I to. I don't. Well, you, Why do you want to? You want to inspire? No, no, that sounds jackassy, but it isn't. I don't. I don't want to inspire anybody to. I, as I backpedal, no, I don't want to help anybody. No, <laughs> fuck this, man. No, I'm not here to do ch- affect change no, or do you anything. Wanna get, you want to get laughs, right? First and foremost, at yeah. all times, and uh, because if you start saying you want to inspire, now you're talking Kyle Cease, who's I knew you were a failure, who's making two hundred fifty thousand dollars one of these weekends in Glendale. Oh, who just said that? That would have been Lori Kilmartin, you guys. That was I didn't say that. <laughs> I'm, I'm being sarcastic. I mean, you're done. Oh yeah, but he's obviously made the right choice for himself, right? And and you obviously don't want to do that one nighter. He books what? <laughs> you're like what? He books a one nighter, and uh, <laughs> watch you backpedal. And uh, yeah, uh, Carmen Morales just did that Pachanga. Have you ever done that? No, it's uh, Entertainment Max is booking it. Who's Who's Entertainment Max? It's a It's a Barry Neal. I don't know him. You don't know Barry Neal? No. Entertainment Max. Is he it? 
every city has a guy. Is he one of those guys in mm-hmm. L.A.? Okay, mm-hmm. he's that guy. All right, he's uh, he's making a living, and uh, he, and, you know and they all there's all levels of show business, and everyone deserves to make a living. There's a million different paths, you guys. It's so beautiful. Uh. <laughs> No, but I mean, when you think of like what Kevin Hart is making or Gaffigan or those guys, it's just. But I, we were talking about this last time. I don't. I mean, the crazy. biggest room I ever played was that opening for Brian Regan. Yeah. Uh, for seven thousand people, in Utah. Right. And it felt like all I could do every time I go out in any any room that that it's that big, even even like when it's three thousand or five thousand opening for him, right. All I can do to get rid of the nervousness part of it, because sometimes I get in, I think I get in my head about how many people could be disappointed and um, right. And how much they paid. Right. And, and it's a big paid. night out and they got they pick their seats and right. all that kind of stuff. In Brian's case, they didn't get babysitters. They brought those children. Wow. And so you're you're watching a nine year old who very easily could give you a thumbs down in the middle of your 20 minute set. Yeah. So, um. What the only way that I can make myself just enjoy the moment because it is exciting, right? Yeah, is to laugh, is to laugh as I go out and yeah, check yeah. out every single section. Like yeah, you right. look at like the second tier, you look at like the fact that there's people in weird balconies, like they should be watching opera. Yeah, and they're gonna watch me tell them a weird, hey, here's my dad's a salesman joke. Mm-hmm. And um, I've never played a crowd that big. The 7,000 was inside at the uh, University of Utah somewhere. Wow. And uh, and there were jumbotrons. Wow. So they've never they done z- a gig like that. They zoom in on your face. Yeah. So you can do mugging. Wow. Yeah. So <laughs> don't don't lose the mugging, you know, uh, <laughs> Kyle. I mean, I know mugging. that's... <laughs> Shaking his head. That's a lot of money, but there's no... There's no intimacy there. Like in Mudville, okay, so is, it's just, hard to be joy in at, at Flappers in the YooHoo room, and I'm you know one foot from the audience. I mean, I feel we're almost like the same thing. We're almost like the same organism. Right. Me you and can the take audience, the phone right? out of that guy's hand. Yes, but uh, but at that at when you're doing a big room like that, it's very different. It's mm-hmm. I wouldn't it's so own, different. Even if I was able to work. You if know, you were do Kevin stuff like Hart. that, I wouldn't like to only work things like that. I'd love to like, you know, do that, offset that with like little tiny gigs. Do you remember when Chris Rock came to UCB, um, New York? No, Aparna was hosting. Oh, really? Chris Rock comes in and just to work on some stuff, and yeah. some guy starts filming him in the front row, and oh, Chris yeah. Rock's like, "I'm working on new stuff, man. You got to put that away." And the guy wouldn't put it away. Uh huh. So Chris just walked off stage and out the door. Wow. And Aparna had to go back up after him, and she said, you can leave. Wow. And you can never, and, and you feel free not to come back because you just ruined it because that guy's never, and he's, fa- I mean, he's an amazing comic, and he's famous, and it would have been exciting to see his new stuff. Why didn't any, like, a bouncer or somebody? I mean, well, I- there's only, like, it's a UCB. Yeah, it's true. And UCB is run by, you know, like a ha- a handful of improv ah, right 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 you know so and they're usually just kind the of the guy wouldn't stop filming yeah he's he was, just up there hold like proudly holding it while chris rock is telling him not to do it yeah thinking oh this is the thing that gets me a million subscribers on youtube or something maybe maybe and maybe it did maybe it really maybe it's wow. up i don't know that's shitty yeah 
I should ask a part now with the, I mean, all, I, I heard the story, I heard commenting on the story, like the story was told via Twitter. Yeah. And then her saying, yeah, that was, that was crummy. The, that wow. guy did that and it was, it was not okay. And that's all I remember. It was probably a year and a half, two years ago. Wow. So, but I mean, if you're Chris did Rock. the audience just want to kill him? Yeah, like, I think. You ruined it. Do, do, you, torches, pitchforks, uh, tar, feathers. Wow. Yeah, I think that they ran him out. Uh, like the guy left. I did. I think I did Whiplash, and then uh, right it was before, Whiplash. yeah, right before Louis uh, was hosting at SNL, and he did that entire routine. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, it was pretty cool. He ran his set, yeah. at the Whiplash, yeah. That's good times. Yeah, definitely. That's. I mean, that's one of the sweet gigs. Things about living in Los Angeles and New York. Yeah. When I first moved here, I was like, oh, I didn't get this. I had never seen or even heard of Greg Proops. Wow. Yeah, and he's a San Francisco guy, yeah. so you probably came up with him, oh, right? Or, well, he was ahead. A he bit, was ahead of me. Yeah, he's like a, a and he he's just on another level. And so amazing. So smart and so he never fumbles for words like I do. He 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 just has complete sentences sitting around the top of his head waiting <laughs> to be used. Right, it's he's so just cool. talking like a, a Yeah. He's such a he's such a great comic. Yeah, and he's from Mississippi. He's, it's not like he was born. He's like a Boston Brahmin or something. He's yeah. from fucking Mi- Mississippi, man. Yeah, I think one of the first jokes I ever or stories I ever heard him tell was the thing about how his cousin got to ride in a helicopter, mm-hmm. and he's in show business and he's never gotten to ride in a helicopter. And his cousin got to ride in a helicopter because he got in a motorcycle accident and they needed to take him away to the hospital. Wow. And he's like, <laughs> that's the I was ride. Like, Why is that better? <laughs> and uh, but it was such a I mean and he did it he made it super funny yeah he's just smart and charming and just I remember first time I saw him I was like oh I I want to see him perform every night <laughs> and then I ended up seeing him like three times in a week and yeah. I said that thing that you end up saying when you first move here to the comic that that you are like oh I really like that person and you see him three times that you're like I'm not stalking you <laughs> which is one of the dumbest I mean because clearly, that's my. Whenever anyone says it to me, I always think, "No, that's that's." I always give people the benefit of the doubt that they're not stalking. <laughs> you know, me. I'm not keeping track. <laughs> I'm not keep right. I assume we. You just like comedy. It's okay. It's okay to yeah. be a fan. I'm. 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 Matter of fact, I'm flattered. It's one of the reasons I went into the industry. Mm. Um, I mostly went into the industry to make people laugh, though. Don't you think? I thought you went in to inspire. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Yes, I I think that comedy can be used as a as a force for good, and I sound like such. I do too. I I have this bit about circumcision with my son, and yeah. I you know even though I actually I did have a female doctor mm-hmm. with my son, but I always made sure to that the doctor in the bit was a female. Yeah, just like shit like that. You right, know? right. Well, you know, there was a very powerful article that Andy read to me this morning on the Internet uh, about <laughs> Charles Schultz. Uh, yeah. He got a letter from some lady in the probably the mid 60s. Yeah. Asking if he Peanuts would put. Guy. Yeah. The Peanuts guy. If he would put a black character in the Peanuts strip. And uh, just to. And and he said, I wouldn't want to appear like I was pandering or being condescending. I've yeah. thought about it, and um, and she said, well, I don't know. Oh, I think she actually said, well, I have some black friends. I'll ask them. Because oh, it, was, it was literally like middle-aged sure. white Jewish lady. Yeah. And, um, and she wrote back to him and said, everybody says that it might, it might normalize because they're just hanging out. Yeah. And, and, and he said, 
I guess, the first time he had Franklin. And Franklin was just in the background. Franklin. Remember Franklin? Yes. I was like, is it Freddy? I couldn't remember. Yeah, I no, it was an F name. Yeah. And he's just in the background. Yeah. And, the, and it was in a strip in like 1967 or 68. And the United, the, the distributors called him, one of the guys, and he said, we had a very long conversation about it where the guy was like, you know, we, we don't want to cause trouble. We don't want this to get political. Political. And, oh, my God. Yeah. And, and. Charles Schultz said that he told the story. He said, you know, we talked about it for over an hour. We had a long conversation about it. And finally I said, well, you're going to either publish it as I've drawn it or you're, I'm going to quit. We're done. Wow. And the guy goes, oh, all right. And then it was done. And then nobody gave a shit and everybody was psyched because there was inclusion. And yeah. then, um, and then in the Thanksgiving memories, Franklin's in the Thanksgiving mm-hmm. and he has like four lines, mm-hmm. but at least, you know, there's some, and, and that's why everyone has one black friend. What? <laughs> no, I don't know. But I mean, it's like, it's ridiculous. But right. do you watch Insecure? No. What is it's that? It's on HBO. It's, um, it's this, uh, it's in the second season. It's a Ray. She, she, she's not a stand up. She's a, she's an actress and a writer. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe she has an HBO? improv back, background. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um, but she had a, a web series that she did herself, uh, something oh. like the awkward, it had the word awkward in it. Yeah. And, um, I vaguely remember this. Yeah. Which I never watched. I never watched a web series <laughs> in my life. Um, but, uh, so HBO, like, I don't know if the production was great on it. Like, I don't know who paid for it, if she paid for it or, or what, her web yeah. series. But HBO picked up the show, but they changed, I guess they changed, well, obviously they yeah, changed Yeah, and the they name. made it bigger. Yeah, and, and it's, yeah. A, it's a show now. But it's, uh, it's really great, you know? Oh, cool. And it's, and it's, um, white characters are very much on the side, you know? It's just right. not starring them. Right. Every, and, somebody, and they're not a big focus in her life. Right. So, so she has one white friend. She does. It's all working a out. Couple, she has a couple white friends. <laughs> all right. She's, yeah. She's pretty, uh, pretty badass. But, uh, yeah, it's really, it's really great, you know? Yeah, the humanity of it all. It's great. And it's also, I, you just get used to, as a white person, you know, you're, you're always front and center, right? Yep. So when you're not, it's, um, mm-hmm. it's a, it's different, you know, yeah. it's a different shift. And it's just like, well, this, how I feel, that must be how, did you ever see that? Uh, everyone else feels, you know, all the other minorities feel all the time. Yeah. You know? How the rest of humanity, mm-hmm. there's that movie with Cicely Tyson. It's called white man's burden. Yeah. And, uh, John Travolta. Oh, and... is it where it's reverse yeah. slavery? I no, no, did, not I heard slavery. It... What? It's uh he's, he's a, he's a white man in a black man's world. Like okay. all, all of the wealthy people and all the powerful people are black. Yeah. And every great black actor got to be in. It's such it's such a great movie. There's a great I mean, and I've probably talked about it before, but there's a great scene where his son is flipping channels. And yeah. and he's there's uh, sitcoms and yeah. all the sitcoms have all black people in them. Yeah. And he, this is a little white kid. Yeah. And he's flipping channels and then he stops at some white people. And you could tell that the production values aren't as good. Yeah. And he he's like, no. And he keeps going. And mm-hmm. he wants a superhero doll. He wants an action figure. Yeah. Um, and they only have black action figures. And John Travolta's trying to get him to buy the white one. Yeah. And he goes, No, I want I want the cool one. Yeah. Which is the black one. And it is 
you know, it's it's like if you're not working on your racism, you're an asshole <laughs> at this point in our lives, yes. right? And so, and that movie is probably from 96, yeah. 98. And so it's just, it. but it was a, it was a great story about uh, Schultz. Uh, Amazon is doing, right after HBO announced Confederate. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. <laughs> Fuck that. Just like, oh, my God. <laughs> um, what? I think we're done. What? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're at an hour. No. You want to talk about Confederate on the next one? Yeah, tune in, motherfuckers. <laughs> hey, uh, rest in peace, Joseph Rocho. Yeah. We love you. Now leaving Nerdist.com.